All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, March 16th of 2023 here. Looking ahead to another good show. Got a five-game NBA slate tipping off later today, as well as uh, an 11-game hockey slate. I know that golf teed off this morning. Good luck to all of you in weekend long and round one showdown should be a uh, fun tournament, definitely. So uh, for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at Saber Sims, the show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not joined up in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. A lot of good DFS conversation happening over there. Each and every day, get access to the NBA lineup alerts channels where you can see when Sims are running, et cetera, et cetera. So good place to be at all times. But that being said, going to get the uh, app pulled up here, and we are going to get rolling. Uh, not too many questions in the Discord today. I see Grayson is here asking questions in the YouTube chat. Thank you, Grayson. Uh, I did have one follow-up question from yesterday. There was a question from Hiker Willie. And the question was, hey, Andrew, in NHL, is there a way to set a build rule to allow only D versus opposing goalies and not uh, centers or wings? So I went back to the team to find an answer to this question, and there was indeed one. So I do have that rule here for you, Snowman. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, hello, Snowman. You caught my attention there. But uh, Hiker Billy. So what you would do, is you in the build screen, you would turn this allow skaters versus opposing goalies on to to allow the D to uh, be put in the lineup. But then you would go and set a, a lineup rule, and it would be a group rule, and it would be a automatic rule. And then you would use an if-then rule. So you would, this use, you just click it, and then you change it to if-then. And then what you say is if at least one, and then you would uncheck D. So you'd make sure it's just your, your centers and your wings here. And then you would say, then use exactly zero on the opposing team. And then you would put a goalie. So this is going to allow a defenseman to be up against an opposing goalie, but it is not going to allow centers or wings to be against an opposing goalie. Uh, really quickly, Travis Petty in the comments said, uh, hey, Andrew, just wanted to stop by and say it was nice to meet you Saturday. Uh, Petty, dude, nice to meet you as well. Uh, you know, big congrats on the win. For those of you who don't know, uh, Travis Petty won the uh, DK NBA live final. was an awesome event, and uh, overtime definitely helped him out there. So it was cool to enjoy that victory and uh, got, to, got to witness it live. So what's up, man? Nice, nice to see you. Uh, but getting back to this, Hiker Willie, uh, this is exactly how you would do the rule. So, uh, you know, take a screenshot, uh, use it. I did some back testing on this with Scott myself. And in our back testing, uh, this worked just exactly the way you wanted. So uh, glad we were able to clear that one up. And we are going to keep it rolling here. So, next question came in from Mike here. I think this is a good question. Mike said, hey, Andrew, love all the updates that have been happening lately with Saber Sim. No question is it worth, or my question is, 
is it worth aggregating projections and which sport would benefit the most, if any? Thanks. Uh, so really good question, Mike. Frankly, I think that aggregating projections is still good. I think that, you know, you get some like wisdom of the crowd knowledge. You get different inputs from different sources. Some sources are going to be higher on a certain player than others. You know, we definitely do take our stands and trust our Sims uh, with some of the uh, inputs that we have to the model. Uh, definitely will be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Differences at times. I think there was a lot of discussion yesterday about like Reggie Bullock. We were like kind of uh, uh, really like aggressive on his projection and he ended up doing really well, right? So there's a lot of discussion in the NBA channel ahead of slate lock yesterday about reggie bullock and he ended up doing really well right and uh you know was one of the like lower owned plays on dallas yesterday so that all worked well i saw a lot of people had uh really good days yesterday shout out to crafty lefty uh technically chopping the the 15 gpp it was not a duped lineup they just ended up with a uh same score so crafty had a 62k victory yesterday big shout out to him he is always in the discord in the pro channel helping out users uh commenting on different things along the way there so uh i think you know getting back to the question i think that aggregating projections still a good viable strategy i would continue to do that if that's part of your core process all right uh key said petty the goat yeah dude petty is the goat for sure uh hiker really said thank you andrew and scott too yep no uh anytime you guys have a question i can't get an answer to it I'm going to go back to my resources on the team and we are going to get you guys a solid answer. Grayson said, Petty seems like a good dude. Always showing love across the industry. Much love to you, Petty. Yep. Uh, definitely was nice to meet him and uh, was a solid dude. So Grayson said, hopping over to the YouTube chat. Grayson said, what's up, Andrew? I'm loving Saber Sim 2.0. How has it personally improved your process in NBA? Uh, I will say that, you know, I basically like stopped uh messing around with with custom metrics you know if uh but i think before there was um a lot of discussion about like hey you know should we should you be using saber score should you be using a percentile because we didn't release percentiles very long ago and then for for a little while there i was using like 95th percentile 99th percentile jordan came out with his custom metric video and uh there was a lot of discussion around that right and i i think that you know uh, for, for those of you guys who do not know Matt, Matt is a very competitive person. And when there is, you know, discussion and, and, and like questioning on, um, different ways to, to do things like he is going to just like go down the rabbit hole of back testing and doing contest sims and like figuring out, you know, uh, how to improve something, how to be the best and how to have like the best metric. So I think Matt like does take those things personally and that just like kind of like speaks to the culture of, of the team and uh, wanting to always put out like the best product possible. So I think that, you know, Matt accepted that challenge and went in and took a deep dive into Sabre score and made all these adjustments. So I've kind of like moved away from, oh, you know, should I be using Sabre score? Should I use a percentile today? I used to do it like, on a slate by slate, uh, uh, depending on the slate size, make that determination. Uh, but I don't do that anymore. I, I, I really am sticking to the defaults here. I will say like, the only thing I do do is if I'm playing, uh, like yesterday, I played like the two out of tickets to like the 222 on FanDuel. And, um, I think that, you know, ownership is going to be a little better in those contests. So even if it's like 
you know, small slate, 1K to 10K, uh, ownership is going to be better. Users are going to be sharper. I might come in here and just uh, use something like a little more riskier with uh, a, a metric that is geared toward a little more upside, a little more ownership uh, fade in the in in the negative weight there. So th those are things that I'm doing there, but uh, you know, a little less thinking about that part along the way. All right, good question. Uh, Snowman said, "Nice big win, feel great." Uh, yeah, definitely uh, for 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 Crafty and and for Petty, but. Uh, Anyways, that is all the questions at the moment, everybody. If anybody has any questions, now's a great time to get them in. Uh, something we've been doing is we've been pulling up the NBA injury report, looking at tonight's slate, just seeing what's going on while we wait for some questions to continue to roll in here. So I'm going to pull up the basketball news dashboard like we normally do. Looks like we're looking at a five-game slate tonight. You know, <laughs> right off the bat, you know, we see all of these names over here on Indy and Milwaukee. Uh this is like one of the later games on the slate. There's a, I'm, I'm West coast. So there's a four, a four 30, a four 30 and a five. So like second to last game of the night over half the slate is going to lock before this game locks. We'll see what time the news comes out, but obviously keep your eyes on this Pacers game here. Halliburton healed McConnell Turner. These are all big names here, right? Compared to like Milwaukee, not as like big names. Like I don't think you really need to worry about Jay Crowder or Goran Dragic. Uh, Brooke Lopez obviously is probably one person you want to keep your eyes on. I think he didn't end up getting suspended. So that's like kind of interesting there. Detroit continues to tank, but the sites have been really good with like updating um, salaries. They've been like pretty quick to react. Like Omorui was like 3,700 a couple games ago. Now we're already priced up to 5,100. Uh, Rodney McGruder already priced up to 5K. Duran priced up to over 5K. Uh, Hampton's still kind of cheap and, and he saw like 27 minutes last game, but Jaden Ivy being back is going to, uh, you know, probably make him like a little less relevant there. So Jaden Ivy, they are getting one big piece back tonight and then scrolling down here. Uh, not a lot of other like big names out tonight that haven't been out for some period of time. So big news is obviously going to be this indie news. And then, uh, you know, possibly Brooke Lopez sitting. I don't know who that helps. Maybe somebody like Bobby Portis or something like that. We can go over and look. But Brooke Lopez, you know, maybe helps a guy like Bobby Portis. They don't really have any uh, cheap kind of centers um, coming off the bench or anything like that. So, so you know, maybe some extra uses for Giannis, maybe some extra uh, uses for somebody like Bobby Portis, I think probably benefits most in that scenario. But that is basically the entire uh, injury report today. I'm not too concerned about like Gary Harris over here. Uh, but yeah, so uh, kind of a quick one. Those are the spots that I would consider uh, keeping my eyes out on, making sure that news comes out. Uh, if you guys are in the Discord, we've been having some issues with getting the underdog tweets to show up in our NBA lineup alerts. So I would just keep your eyes probably on basketball uh, monster news dashboard. Or if you uh, have Twitter and you want to just like keep a screen up, with the underdog uh, tweets on there, I would do that as well. So definitely two ways to do that in the meantime there. But all right, everybody might just be a uh, nice, quick, short show today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for our uh, next show. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day, have questions, please throw them in the office hours channel while uh, the ideas and concepts are fresh on your mind. That gives us a steady queue of questions to, uh, get rolling with as we uh you know start the show as people start to tune in start to get those dfs 
juices flowing there. But really quickly before we head out of here, uh, Chuck posted a question, said, what do you think of my custom metric? So uh, Chuck, you know, I just kind of did like a little spiel on like custom metrics. Uh, I think the Saber score metrics are really good. I think they've been back tested very thoroughly here. Uh, if, if, if you find enjoyment in building custom metrics and using them, I think that's totally okay. Or if you, if you find that you get some extra value out of uh, building your own for certain formats and different things like that, I think it makes sense. Uh, frankly, I, I think that, you know, you're kind of, so, so basically what this metric is, is it is weighting the sum adjusted owned to a negative one weight plus some ownership. I think you're like probably diluting some of the benefits of using adjusted ownership here. So basically like what adjusted ownership is doing, and this will give us like a good little segment here. So basically what adjusted ownership is doing, I think that, I think that NBA is probably a bad example. Uh, I think that NHL is a better example here. So let's go over to NHL. So what you're going to see here. So, so adjusted ownership is basically a metric that we created that describes how volatile uh, individual players projection is. And I think this Evander Kane one is a good example. So his ownership is 29%. So what we're saying is that, hey, when we go into our SIM database and we look at Evander Kane, uh, he does not get to this score very often or uh, the he, he gets to a lesser score even more often. So what we're going to do is we are artificially going to inflate his ownership to make to, to basically hurt him in the lineup grading process. So the reason that the adjusted ownership is higher is because if we look at his range of outcomes here, so 19.26 is like somewhere in this like 11% range. And then the, the data is like skewed to the right here where there's like a big uh, drop off, right? So all of these values, you know, above the mean here, uh, 10%, 8%, 7%, 5%, right? Uh and then you look over here where the projection like is lower than the mean, 13%, 12%, 9%, 8%. So, so there's actually like a big chunk of Sims where he scores less than his projection, but there is just this uh, tail event where he's getting, you know, a few Sims at 50 points, a few Sims at 40 points that are just really um, moving the mean, but the median is probably closer to, to under 19 in this scenario here, just, um, you know, just thinking about it here. So, so what we are doing is we are interpreting that in this adjusted ownership column. And then basically saying, Hey, when we go to grade his lineups, uh, you know, he, he is probably riskier than his projection, his mean projection here implies. So let's do something to take that into account. And then in the new Sabre score 2.0 formula, what we are doing is we are using that adjusted own percent as opposed to the ownership percent in the formula. So it's a negative weight of 0.3 times average adjusted own. So we are assuming that um, we are using the adjusted own in our lineup sorting method. So that is like what that what is happening there. So I think that, you know, this is like a big improvement, a good way to take into account volatility of players. I think that this is like really relevant in NBA where you get a guy off the bench into a role where he is playing a lot more minutes, a lot more of like a focal point in the offense. 
uh, but who his who is historically even when he plays minutes, you know, kind of like a role player, kind of like uh, doing cardio. You know, a lot of people like to say like, oh, the guy's just out there doing cardio. You know, just running up and down the court. Uh, you know, not shooting, not really uh, getting any assists or rebounds. Just kind of part of the offense. Maybe maybe plays a role on the defensive side. Somebody that like comes to mind is probably somebody like Corey Joseph. Uh, can can play like a lot of minutes. Like he has had some decent games recently, but then he'll have games where he like plays 30 minutes and then hardly produces offensively. I've, I've also seen like RJ Hampton do that as well. So those are just, uh, that's basically what adjusted ownership is trying to capture. And that's the best way we found to capture it uh, at the moment. So I think it's an improvement. I wouldn't try to uh, do some type of custom metric that includes adjusted ownership and ownership uh because then you're just diluting the effects of adjusted ownership uh and then chuck said it looks like it naturally fades bad chalk i mean that's basically what you're trying to do right is like fade bad chalk so if, if you're doing testing with a metric and you are liking it then you know more power to you dude uh you know respect so uh I, i'm not doing that i think that my value my time is uh, and the value I get for my time is better spent, you know, researching uh, injury situations and places where there are a lot of questionables and minutes are kind of in flux. But uh, if that's your thing, dude, like keep keep going. So I I, I understand it. All right. Sean, Sean Dre said, how do you create the tea time rule? Every time I create the rule, I get an unable to create lineup error. Okay. So let's go and see what we can do here. So we're going to go to golf. Uh, we're going to go back to the classic slate here just to kind of display this here. So let's say that there is value in the uh, AMPM split. So we want to create a rule where we are playing at least four players from the morning wave here on day one. And it looks like the time split is about 10 a.m. here. So what I would do is I would do add new rule. I would go to group. I would go to automatic. And then I'm going to say use at least four. And then I'm going to not do not check group by. Uh, that is an issue that sometimes comes up. Leave this unchecked and then add requirement. You're going to go to tea time. You're going to go to before. And then you're going to go to 10 a.m. And then I'm going to save this as a manual rule so I, so I can show you guys what this looks like. So then use use four players where the tea time is before 10 a.m. And then I'm going to click this drop down. I can go into the rule and see what it looks like. So it is going to group all the players that have a tea time before 10 a.m., put them in one big group here. And then when I go to build my lineups, it is going to honor that rule. So I'm just going to run a build here so we can uh, show it and then see what this looks like. It is possible that this oh no no I'm, I'm wondering if like this was the issue that you're running into if if this is a bug i'm gonna have to take it back to the team and do some more testing on it but okay oh lineups are building i think we're good here so so not sure about like the slow process there uh but it looks like our lineups are building so let's just like make sure they finalize make sure that the rule is being honored we'll do like a spot check and then make sure we're all set here So loading lineups and lineups built. I'm going to make two changes to the projections here to make sure that this is all set. And 
we did build lineups. So what I can do here is I can hit this edit exposure columns and then I can pull in any column from the home screen. So I'm just going to check in T times here and then it will come over here on the right. And then I can just bring it over to the side wherever I want it at. And then now I'm seeing T times. So I think the easiest thing to do is like sort by T times here and see like how many of these players uh, you're getting. I wonder if I could do it here too. No, I can't. So I think it's like kind of hard to check this. You might need uh, like two screens. So if you guys don't know, you can open up SaberSim in like multiple tabs. So, so what I would probably do here is I would open up a second tab with uh, SaberSim and then just like have it on the home screen if you want to spot check it, right? So if you're looking to spot check, uh, we could maybe just do like one lineup here. And then I guess I could do this way. Okay, so in my one lineup, I have one player, two players, three players, four players before 10 a.m. So like as like a quick spot check, uh, that that is correct there. But um, in order to like spot check that further, you know, maybe use two screens and like uh, cross check. But it looks like the rules being honored. So that's all we were really looking to do there. Uh, if you click group by and you hit group by player, what that's going to do is that is going to create an individual rule for each player. So if you hit group by and then this player is checked, that is basically going to break the rule. So that that would definitely stop you from building lineups. What it's going to say is it's going to create 70 different rules and say, use each player at least once. And you can't have 70 players in a lineup. So that will break the rule. So it's possible that is what was happening to you, Chandra. So I would uh, make sure that that is not the case. But all right, everybody, uh, we will be right back here tomorrow for our uh, Friday show. So until then, take care. Good luck. Post questions in the office hours channel ahead of time. And good luck in your contest tonight. I'll see you guys. Bye.